0: Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us, and right now, we present. I'm really excited that we have the guest we have today. He was on the radio show not too long ago, and so you can always go to positivetalkradio.net or to YouTube and to Positive Talk Radio, and you can watch that one. Uh, that we did uh, a couple of weeks ago now, I think. A couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, and Chris is back with us here because we got more to talk about. We're not done yet. So, Chris, how are you today?
1: I'm fantastic, Kevin. It's it's a pleasure. I was just saying when, when I logged on, it's like logging in to see a friend.
0: I and me too. Me too. I I feel that way. You are you are a remarkable human being. You're doing some great work in the world and I told don't, don't poo poo yourself. I know that, <laughs> that's it's you know. true. I
1: need to practice receiving. That's it's it's a good reminder. Thank you
0: because <laughs> you know we all have our gifts and and stuff but we but you have taken it upon yourself to do some really remarkable things including the practice you have the book you've written uh which by the way um y- the book is called hold on um i'm i'm getting there here in a sec and well maybe i'll ask you and, and the book no there it is be you the journey of self-realization yes,
1: And that's
0: uh, it Chris, I got to ask you, why is it that when people get the opportunity to get a book like that and they say, be you, and then the first thing that people say to themselves is, well, who the hell am I? Why should I be me when I see all these other people that are doing so much better than me and they're so different and, and I admire them and I don't really admire what I am? Um, how why do you think it is that we that people do that to themselves?
1: Yeah, well that's the purpose is to really evoke uh a response to that. And I get it all the time is you're not happy with yourself, why you should why should you be more of yourself? And ultimately we don't have a choice to be anyone but ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so therein lies the the situation that we have to accept and, and growth starts with acceptance, right? We can we can change ourselves, absolutely. We can become more of who we really are, not all the, the false layers and outside voices and the trauma and the inherited wounds and all that stuff. Uh, that's real, but underneath all of that, there's a blueprint. So that we're, we're designed to be and have a very special purpose, each and every one of us in our lives, and to be fully present with whatever we're doing. And to get there, we, you know, we have to be ourselves, truly, not the fake self, but the, the true self.
0: You know, one of the things that I talk about a lot Because I believe it, I know it to be true I used to believe it was true Now I know it's true And that is that we came here with a purpose Uh, We came here with a blueprint and With a desire to achieve And to do and to learn and to experience What we came here to experience And so even though Some of the things that we experience Are not what we would call You know, puppy dogs and and roses and, And flowers and stuff It's it's necessary for our, to attain our growth. And do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Life is a teacher. Everything we experience is a reflection of who we are at that moment in time. And so if something's not working, something's not desirable, or there's friction or tension, whatever it is, it's because something inside of us is uh, needing some attention, usually some love, uh, some self-care and some healing. And then that, inner peace then is reflected onto the outer world you, you you find peace by outside by first finding it within
0: now i know that there are certain steps that you that you talk about and meditation is one of them uh on how people can find the inner peace um but some people would say chris 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 i don't have time to meditate i don't even know what that means i don't even have any idea what that would be like and I don't, I, I'm too busy. I'm taking care of the kids. I'm working. I'm taking care of the house. I'm taking care of the husband and all that stuff. Um, how do you encourage people to sit and be for a moment?
1: So meditation shouldn't be seen as something separate, some activity that you have to make time for in the morning or the evening or whenever. Uh, that just adds another thing to our to-do list. And then you know most of the time we just can't make the time or, or be consistent about it, but rather to see it as a state of being that we bring to our daily situations. So mindfulness is just being, very, being present, being aware of what we're doing and fully engaging with it. I think we've all kind of experienced um, either in ourselves when we're doing sports or when we watch other athletes, it's like when they're in the zone, it's they're not thinking, they're just being and experiencing the present moment. And we can do that for ourselves and, and all day long ultimately, we spend a lot of time lost in our thoughts, and that's time not spent really living because you're not really here, you're just off in La La Land, going down some rabbit hole. So to develop the awareness to come out of this this drifting monkey mind sooner, return to the task at hand, which is the only thing that's real, and then really give it your fullest attention. So it's okay to have a to-do list. You wake up and you you have things to do during the day, Um, but while you're doing each one of those to-do list items, you should be fully engaged with that activity. And that frees us up tremendously. Um, you know, most of our energy gets burnt on trying to essentially predict the future, right? anticipate every possible outcome. And we can't. Life uh, is too diverse and too magical, really, because it can go so many different ways of expression. So it's be, being present with what there is, show up and trust yourself that you can then respond to what actually is in the best possible manner. And you can practice that standing in line at the coffee shop waiting, right? You're, you don't have to flip through your device. You can actually take a moment to look around, observe people, see things that you ordinarily you know, don't take time for, um, noticing the detail. Heck, even the signage or the design of the stores. You know, somebody put energy and effort into that. And so to recognize that or or to look at people and and see the inner child in them because they've all, you can kind of see the kid in them still, I think. And uh, that creates uh, closeness and empathy and compassion. And all of these are magical things that we can experience in everyday situations. We don't always have to be kind of uh, lost and stressed and feeling like we can't get it all done.
0: You know, you mentioned sports. When I was a kid and when I played baseball, and uh, I was a, I was a good player, but in my mind, my mind ended up controlling how I was going to do. If I had the approach that I'm going to just relax and let it be and let it flow, I would get a result. If I got up there and said, oh, man, this is a really good pitcher, and he's got a curveball that I can't possibly hit, and I'm not going to be able to hit this thing, and you know what? I can't. <laughs> But if it's the same guy and I have a different idea about um, he's just a kid and he's just a pitcher and I can hit this guy and I can do this, I had a completely different outcome. Is that kind of how our life works a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And baseball is a great example of that. There's so little time between the the pitcher releasing the ball on the mound to where it, it reaches home plate and if you think too much or if you think at all, you're just not going to have enough time to, you know, bring the bat around and hit that ball. So you have to be super present, see the ball, anticipate it and, and swing for it. And, and uh, that really is, is how life works is, um, you know, waiting for the moment to reveal itself and then responding to that. That is the most efficient. That's the most productive um, we don't burn energy and, and we, we're not in resistance. That's the biggest thing, right? Um, the Resistance is what really makes us miserable.
0: And we can do that in the workplace. We can do that at home. We can do it anywhere by not overthinking the situation. And isn't that what mindfulness is being all about is not overthinking everything. And I I remember that time when I did this and this happened and then suddenly magically it appears and that's what happens again and stuff. It's mindfulness to just relax and let it be and know that you're okay. Is, Is that, is that a fair assessment? that's a beautiful assessment right there
1: and you can take it you know even up a notch from there it's it's not just um, um coming out of the the overthinking but it's coming out of the uh, thinking altogether in in the sense that we no longer identify with our thoughts but rather we can observe them because thoughts are going to come along they they just pop up um, there's no reason to, to resist them or question why, but when a thought comes along that you have the ability to just be aware of it, observe it. So we can obviously be aware of a thought. So that means we're not our thoughts. We're a deeper awareness. Um, that's our true self. So we can be aware of our thoughts. We can be aware of our feelings. And then we have a choice. And that's the choice of co-creation ultimately.
0: Now, in your life, in your work, I know that you are a mindfulness coach and you teach meditation and stuff. Do you ever doubt yourself? Ah, I mean, I have thoughts just like anyone else.
1: It's a wonderful question. No, (laughs) no. Uh,
0: uh, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The difference is that... um, I'll give you this. when When you have a regular mindfulness practice in place, you have fewer thoughts. Or maybe it's just that you... Give them less attention. Um, yeah, you you just don't spend as much time believing every thought that comes along and then going down a rabbit hole. Um but I have you know a, a stream of thoughts, uh, regardless, and sometimes I wake up in the morning, I, I feel crappy. And I don't know why, but it's just the way it is. and and being okay with that is being mindful ultimately. It's like, oh, wow, today I feel crappy. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> And that relaxation, uh, you know, not being in resistance to how you're feeling actually helps you come out of it. Um, so it's not wanting it to be different, but accepting it how it is. That's what brings you out of it, and makes you feel better, raises your vibration. So I have thoughts just like anyone else. And, and maybe I'm just, I've practiced enough to, to not let them
0: own me, but rather I, I control them, which ones I accept or not. Do you find that since it's it appears to me, and I could be wrong, but in my world, it's like I have two different sets of voices i I have the voice where it says, "You can't, you're not good enough, you're too fat, you're too slow, you're too ugly, you're too this you you can't talk well enough, you can't and then there's the other voice that says, "Put that all away, that's none of that's any good. You can do whatever you choose to do and." how do you separate them and then tell that first voice that I was talking about to go away, just leave me alone and amplify the second voice.
1: Okay. That's great. Love this. So that first voice, the critical self-critical judgmental voice is not your voice. That's all the conditioning that we grow up with. That's outside voices. It could be parents or media and my
0: wife sounds like my mother. That's exactly why it's after
1: your mother. And it, but it's true. It's like a lot of the early childhood formative years is that's where we pick this stuff up. And that's that voice. Now, the other voice is your true inner voice. Um, that comes from within. It resides in your body. And that's the one you got to listen to. So it's great that you have both voices already. You're fully aware of them. And you, you have a choice which one to listen
0: to or not. And I'm, I'm very I'm lucky. Because I get I have the opportunity, and occasionally i get occasionally I will still even though it's positive talk radio, I still will go down the oh woe is me rabbit hole oh i don't don't have enough listeners, it's not successful enough, we're not doing the right things and and so forth but then but then something will happen in 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 my world that will actually shake everything up to let me know that what is that what just happened and it was a good thing. What just happened was by divine design, and I can't poo-poo it. I need to accept it and be grateful for it, and to say I did that today. As a matter of fact, I said, "You guys aren't going to let me be that way. You're going to make me be happy and and, and loving and kind." Um, so is is that? Do we I, do we all have that capability? Yes, absolutely. And it's always there. It's, you know, uh, you
1: hear that voice, uh, the inner true self voice all the time. It's, it tends to be a subtle, quiet voice. And then the, the big, the big voice, your mom's voice is what drowns it out. And that's okay. (laughs) That's (laughs) Um, so true. The awareness, the awareness of it is what will help you discern between the two. And, um, and then, you know, it's when you feel, um, self-critical, there's that feeling shows up somewhere in your body when when you feel down and you're bummed and and, uh, Um, self-judgmental. That is a sensation that shows up somewhere in your body. It could be your stomach, a lot of emotions are stuck there and could be your chest, your head, back of your neck, wherever it is and if you give that spot attention, locate it, see where you're feeling it and give that, because that's the feeling, right? And uh, give that spot attention, unbiased uh, observation, and you'll be amazed how the feeling will arise, and then it will pass. Because that's that's what feelings do. They arise and pass, unless we react to them, unless we go, oh, I don't like that, and we push it away, and that keeps it stuck. Or, ooh, I like that, but then we cling to it, we crave more of it, and that's what keeps it stuck. So we're interfering with the natural flow of life coming and going, of emotions arising and passing uh, when we're in this reactivity. So awareness of feelings, giving them space to be, awareness of thoughts, allowing them to to show up and, and, and leave again. That's what it's all about.
0: Is that where stress comes from? 100 percent
1: stress is there is not enough room in the present moment for anxiety for stress for fear all of that only exists when we're lost in thought in in some future moment or we're you know stuck in the past um regret and things like that but when we're really focused on what we're doing in the zone so to speak then there's no room for any of that it just doesn't exist So if we're experiencing fear and anxiety, anyone who's listening, it's a sign that you're too much in your head. And that's okay. It happens to everyone. It happens to me too when I'm really in the mental mode, you know, and and I feel myself hitting a creative block. That's another sign, right? Or or these fearful, anxious thoughts arising. Then we know we're just too much in our head. Time to reconnect with our body. It could be a walk in nature. It could be taking your your dog out. Uh, It could just be focusing on your breath for a minute. And that could reset uh, your connection to your your inner voice, and and let those outside head voices away.
0: Because we spend a lot of time talking to that 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 negative voice in our head. And as an example, if you are in a situation with a, like another human being, and you've been in this situation with another human being before, and you made a set of choices that that made that situation worse, or grew that situation that you didn't want to have, but you grew it anyway, um, you're still gonna run into those people from time to time, but isn't it the choice that we make that makes it a difference as far as, I'm not going to go down that same rabbit hole I went with, it's like women do this all the time, they'll date uh, the same guy in a different suit, and they don't recognize that it's the same guy in a different suit, but if you stop and and be mindful of things, is, is that part of your practice is that you can they you then can help yourself get out of those situations?
1: Yeah, absolutely it, 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 you know it, it applies to relationships, it applies to career it applies to your relationship with your family and friends and neighbors and coworkers. I mean just everything. So uh, what you pointed out there was really really insightful and important is that We are part of the, you know, it takes two to tango, essentially. We're part of the dynamic when we experience tension with somebody. It's usually because we want them to be somebody they're not. (laughs) We want them to be more like us or to think differently, you know. And and so that is uh, resistance to their being. And if we pull back and come out of our resistance to that, it changes the dynamic of the relationship. And if we just keep to ourselves, allow someone to to express themselves uh, without judging them, then suddenly there's space in, in the dynamic in the relationship. And more often than not, the other person will then start to shift and change as well because we're giving them uh, a space to self-reflect, hear themselves think, hear themselves talk, and suddenly there, there's, a, there's a change. We shouldn't expect it, but it hop- happens more often than
0: not. It's amazing to me that word that you just said, judgment. It's a big one for us because we're always spending time judging other people or judging ourselves versus other people. How do we get away from that and just let it be? Mm. Like the Gospel according to Paul McCartney, that is, by the way. Yes, a Paul story. is
1: the ultimate, yeah. So uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it comes It comes down to thought awareness, right? It, it's knowing that this thought is judgmental. I'm going to let it go. Here's another judgmental thought. If, if a million judgmental thoughts come along, you have the ability to not believe them, engage with them. And then one thought leads to the next and the next. And they, it just, it, it goes nowhere. It sucks us into a downward spiral, but to have the awareness that I'm not going to engage with this energy that this particular thought is bringing along. And uh, from there, you know, you can generate the same positive upward spiral by only accepting and engaging with good feeling thoughts, um, Benign thoughts, uh, compassionate thoughts, and and uh, curious thoughts, and just love, loving thoughts, loving kindness, and um, caring thoughts, both for yourself and for others. And then we we nurture ourselves to think more in those uh, and in that track. So we we have one hundred percent of our happiness and our health and our peace is within our control within our grasp, n- not only is the opportunity there, it's a responsibility ultimately, because then we, as we heal ourselves, we don't put our stuff on others anymore. And then we start to heal our
0: environment. So we become healing machines for the world. I like that. That's a, that's a bumper sticker. I want to be a healing machine. Yes. <laughs> that. You have my permission to to, to create that bump. Can I sticker? steal that from you? Please. <laughs> Please. You won't judge me for that, will you? <laughs> Never. <laughs> By the way, we're talking with uh Chris Chirac and uh, that's C I R A K, and it's Chirac.com. Uh go to his website. He's got the book, the B U Book, um, The Journey of Self Realization. Um, he's a coach. He works with people um, to get them to get out of their own way, which we spend so much of our own time staying in our own way and not getting out of it. And, and you help people understand that and, and work to get out of their own way, don't you?
1: That's exactly it. We're so conditioned to plan our life ahead of living it, which is crazy because our mind Uh, it it cannot possibly anticipate and predict the future and all the different ways that life can unfold. It's okay to have a goal. And we want to like uh, envision ourselves in the highest light, but then that's the what, but how we get there, Uh, we we should be open and flexible and allow life to lead the way and always take action, of course, but, uh, but kind of, Follow ride the current is is what it feels like as opposed to trying to make it all happen on your own. that's a scary little place to be in to, to try and have to figure out life all by yourself. Go with the greater current
0: it's it's a it's a horrible experience when you are trying to understand if, and from our own perspective we we have blind spots that other people that are that are gifted and care about us and really want to work with us can help us understand a little bit more about our blind spots that we don't even recognize that we have until they bring it up. Yeah, and that's what, you
1: know, feeling triggered is about. And we tend to then look at the person or the situation that made us feel that way and blame them. But it's actually pointing to something inside of us that needs attention and that needs healing. And um, so again, the the life is a teacher and it will not let us go. It will force us to keep growing and expanding and becoming whole and, and, and complete. And ultimately that's actually a really beautiful thing that life wants us to heal and wants us to be complete. So that's the system we live in and and the way it's designed to work. So um, being in resistance to it will, doesn't behoove anyone. Um, Ultimately there's, there's heaven on earth is waiting. Uh, it's just we have to allow it to happen, and like you said, get out of our own way.
0: Now that doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to be sunshine and 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 everything. You're still going to have rainy days. They're still going to have moments but it's how you handle it. Isn't it how you work with those moments makes a distinction between whether or not you're going to drown in the rainy day or whether you're just going to put up an umbrella and get through it? Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, it's be like the tree.
1: I don't know. Maybe that's a Bruce Lee quote, but it's be <laughs> like the tree. When, it's, when the storm comes, you bend, and you, you, know, you allow it to strengthen you, actually, right? and and then knowing that the sun will shine again and then that's when you open your blossoms and you grow new leaves and and so you've become bigger than just the individual experiences and and kind of dwelling on them and uh stewing on a situation for what it is but it's exactly like you say make the best out of what you have right now it's there for a reason it'll help you grow regardless especially the tough times and then uh knowing that this too shall pass, right, the, the Ram Dass statement. And then ultimately the things that challenge us the most actually turn into our calling, which is incredible. Once I understood that, I was like, wow, that's a game changer. Is to really understand the ways I'm being challenged, the things that I overcome make me an expert at of overcoming those things. And that's what then puts me in a position where I
0: can help others. That's brilliant. So, so rather than say, woe is me, you can say, I'm learning this because I need to learn this so that I can then turn around and help others with the same. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and ultimately, again, this is
1: just when you start seeing how life is, is designed, really programmed, if you want to call it that. It's we start out with, um, you know, focusing on oneself and one's issues and we're kind of self-absorbed all the time. But as we work through these issues, Uh, We resolve them. We release these layers of stuck feelings inside of us. And then more and more and more, we open up to become just naturally become of service. And so, and then we can help others. It's really beautiful. It's, it's not self-absorbed at all, or, you know, self-aggrandizing to, to work on yourself and, and to, to put, you know, self-care into you. A lot of people feel shame and guilt around that. Um, but that, that's, uh, that's not the, the right place for that. It's, it's really healing yourself first, like they say in the airplane, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you help others, because then you're in a position to, to provide strength and guidance.
0: Why would someone i i I truly don't understand this, so help me here. why would somebody intentionally have the mindset that they don't deserve to be good to themselves mm. yeah there's all there's all
1: kinds of stuff it usually goes back to early childhood, and I don't think it can be avoided there's no such thing as a a perfect parent. you could be a little child and you're at the supermarket and then you're, you're crying. And in that moment when you need a hug, your mom turns away to get something from the next aisle and boom, you feel abandoned. And then you take that into your adult relationships and you're always seeking to control and steer and avoid that feeling of abandonment that most likely you don't even remember, you're not aware of, like you said earlier, it's so subconscious, a blind spot. And so these blind spots start to dictate and, and control our behavior and we're not even aware of it. So more and more awareness, um, and it can, it can come out in all kinds of different ways. Um, if you feel like you're sabotaging yourself, and, and, and or you're repeating the patterns, like you said before, you're dating and just kind of attracting the same types of people over and over and over, those are giveaways that you're uh, acting out some kind of blind pattern, and uh, bringing more awareness to that through coaching, through going on retreats, through reading books. and and mindfulness, you know, YouTube, all the resources are out there. Um, so you just have to put some effort into it. Then a whole world starts to open up.
0: You know, I used to live in an, in an apartment complex that had a lot of trees and trees, trees are some of my favorite things, because if you go and you put your hands gently on the trunk of a tree, you will feel its vibration. It is a lot. Yeah. And you can feel that. And then, and then when you're, when you are, uh, um, watching uh, uh, the cycle of a tree for a year and it's in you start and you, you may move in in the winter time and it looks dead everything is gone it's just it's just a stick um and it doesn't look like it's alive but then over time the buds start coming out and then the whole thing then then it has this, its own cycle of life we have that in our lives as well don't we Mm,
1: yeah absolutely There's many different chapters, many different phases just when we think we've kind of got it down and we're complete or we've we've made it then you know change will come along and show us otherwise and um and again it's ultimately um, we're here to learn we're here to grow we're not here to stay small and so we'll go through many different chapters and in, in, in life and uh, the next lesson is around the corner. There are rest periods in between, thankfully, I've noticed, at least in my life. But it's not wanting the times of growth to be like the rest periods, but it's to recognize that the rest periods are there for a reason. It could be a few weeks, a couple of months, maybe a few years even, where it's just nothing much is changing, but
0: change is sure to come
1: and then to embrace it when it shows up.
0: When I was playing, I use I sports as a metaphor quite a little bit. And when I was in high school, I played uh, football. I was a nose guard, and when, nose guards right in the middle of everything, right next to the center and, and stuff. So for those that are not familiar with football. And this one game it was the first game of the season, and I played so well and was so happy with myself. And the coaches were happy. As a matter of fact, at one point, the announcer said, Tackle made by guess who? because I had made, like, five in a row, and that kind, of, and so, and then, of course, I was all full of myself. I was now the greatest football player, and people would pat me on the back and all that kind of stuff. Well, unfortunately, the next week came, <laughs> and I got my butt kicked, uh, all, and, and then everybody said, what the hell happened to him? Nothing happened to me. It was the same thing. It was just different and, and stuff, and that's kind of have, how we have to look at life, I, I think, Yeah. Well, there's a couple of
1: beautiful examples in there. So one is um, there's this thing called inner child hearing, uh, healing, sorry. And you can um, remember moments where you were at play or you were in the zone, you were having that amazing game that you were talking about and and channel that and bring that feeling back into your current uh, situation to just kind of Uh, align yourself with that energy again so having had that is a really great thing even if you feel like you were full of yourself afterwards and you know then the outside world quickly moved to to correct that it sounds like (laughs) they did (laughs) yeah um but but you had the wisdom even beyond that is to say you were still out there you're still playing you're doing your best and and nothing's different and, and maybe you're tackling you know, fewer people, but um, it, it, it all doesn't matter. It's not that serious. There's no situation in life that is serious enough that it should rob us of our joy and our inspiration and of the magic that everything is. By virtue of its beingness, by its existence, everything is is incredible.
0: So, Chris, I got to ask you, because if I come to you as a coach and the and, and how does that, how does that look? What does that look like? If I come to you and say, Chris, you know, I've got problems. I've got this going on and, and how, how does it, how do you work with people? How do you help them get through it so that they can lead the life that they're destined to lead? Yeah. So really it's looking at your current life.
1: Mindfulness is not, um, you know, selling everything you have and moving to an island or going, changing jobs over to a new city. Uh, it's it's all about doing what you're already doing consciously, mindfully, with awareness. And then from that, you might find okay, it's time to change jobs and whatnot. But um, for the first real step, is to look at your life and see where we can integrate uh, little moments of stillness. Uh, if somebody's late for a meeting maybe in the past you would just get upset and blame them and reprimand them and so forth but now you can with some coaching you can see that as an opportunity and have a few minutes where you can focus on your breath and ground yourself or just observe your environment look at things be present because it's just there's only good goodness in presence and when you reinforce that goodness throughout the day little moments here and there then it tends to take on a, a positive momentum. It tends to stay with you more. Um, and so we look at your life and see where we can integrate moments of stillness. And then, then you might find you already have everything you need, right? You were maybe in resistance to certain things that uh, for, for one reason or another, all of it may be based in judgment. But when we come out of the judging and actually deeply experience uh, your life as it is, then from there you can see whether or not you need to feel uh, like you need to make changes or not. But the first step is to be, be become peace with, make peace with what you have. And
0: then you, the change will reveal itself. That sounds harder than it sounds. Than <laughs> you make it sound. Being at peace with yourself can can be a challenge, I think, isn't it? mm.
1: Well, I mean, I have, um, you know, weekly Zooms, free Zooms that anyone can join. You, you're free to welcome and to come along. <laughs> and, and, we, and we, you know, you, you do need a support network. It's true in the beginning, especially. Um, and just like-minded people. It's the energy in the room. Even if you're sitting in silence for five, ten minutes, um, knowing that others are there doing the same makes you feel less crazy. And it's just, uh, it helps. The energy just is supportive and it amplifies the intent and the purpose of it. So, so
0: what um, is, is this call that you do?
1: This is Sundays. You go to, if you go to my website, uh, there's a free sign up for weekly Zoom. I do a talk about mindfulness principles and how to in, you know, integrate them into our daily lives. And I do a little Q&A and then we do a guided meditation. So everyone is free to join that. Uh, just go to my website, sirak.com. Uh, it's on the homepage and, uh, yeah. yeah, And then just, you know, there's my book, there's, there's other speakers and and teachers and, and coaches and find what really resonates with you, right? Try them out. And, um, Ultimately, a good coach, they're all saying that's the same, but they have a different background. They have a different voice. I have 25 years of corporate experience and in tech and startup and entrepreneurship. I've been in higher education. So those things shape me in a way that makes me unique. And, and if that resonates, then you would want to you know, work with me. If it doesn't, you work with somebody else. But the point is to do something about it and, and invest in yourself. This is all really just investing in yourself.
0: So because you are in the corporate world and you are in higher education and, and stuff, if you are in the corporate world and you are feeling stuck where you're at in the job that you, you have, you're not just not moving forward the way you think you should or could or you just hate your job. When when your Monday morning starts at noon on Sunday, because now you're thinking about, oh, I got to go back to work tomorrow. I hate that job. Um, you would be good to get a call. Yeah, you'd be, <laughs> that's correct. And the first thing
1: really we'd work on is to release the dread. When that comes up the night before or, or you know, when you're thinking about it, um, is to release the dread. Because if you don't, then you're kind of in reactivity and then your whole day goes down the drain quickly. Uh, we wanna come out of reactivity first and then as, when we see things clearly, then we can take action. And uh, that might mean having a talk with your superior, it might mean making changes, Requesting things, you know, the courage to be in alignment starts to arise and say, hey, I'm not sacrificing my alignment for anything. And then you you're uh, you're more trusting and, and resilient in your actions. So um, you may not you might find you may not hate that job. Actually, you, you were um, you may have been hating the thoughts about that job and then being in reactivity all day to those jobs. That's 90 percent of our energy suck. So if you can come out of that energy suck and actually just be present um, and then see how that changes the dynamic and then go from there.
0: You know what you also might find and you tell me if this is true and that is that, okay, so you're going to stand in your own power and you're going to have this conversation with your boss and your boss is going to say, well, and you're going to have this conversation and hopefully it works out uh, to where you can come to an agreement uh, with them. and And then, two three weeks go by and he comes by and he says stops at your cubicle or wherever you are and says by the way I just want you to know I was about this close from firing you because you were a negative drain on the company and me because you hated what you were doing it appeared and now you and I have made this change together and now you're a valuable employee that won't that help all by itself exactly that
1: and, you know, people, I, I was, uh, you know, on the employment side for a long time, but then I had my own company for a while and, and was was the employer. And you don't realize employers want you to be happy and healthy and creative and expansive and love your job. And um, more often than not, I can't imagine anyone who wouldn't uh, want you to um, to help you, you um, create the space and the conditions for you to do your best work. And to do your best work, you have to be inspired. you have to feel the flexibility or creativity, you know whatever it is that you need. And so having that conversation um, will go a long way and then more often than not, they will want to make that happen for you and become your ally than to just shut you down. That doesn't behoove anyone.
0: No, no. And then then the other thing can happen, which happened to me on several occasions, which was, I had an employee, or an assistant manager, or a salesperson, or whatever, and they—they they just were not working out. They weren't doing. They didn't appear happy. They were, appeared to be, you know, really dragging their butt all over the place and stuff. And and so, two. Eventually, I let them go. Well, two of them, I met like a, at a convenience store years later, or months later, or whatever. And uh, two, both of them said to me. God, thank God you fired me. I hated that job. And now I'm doing what I love to do. And so thank you. And they reached out and shook my hand. And that, that was fulfilling to me as an employer, you know, but and also to them because they didn't deserve that pain and suffering that they were going through to be doing that job. Yeah. Th- th- these are beautiful
1: um, uh, stories because. They point to that th- it's common sense to want to do your best work when you uh, have the environment that is supportive of that. And so employers are there to, to uh, point that out in you if you're unhappy and, and uh, it's your responsibility to reflect on that. And if you truly deeply are on the wrong path, maybe you listen to someone else, um, someone else's experience that got you into one particular career path and it's time to get out of it because your unhappiness will affect everyone around you it'll affect the product or service that you're working on and people in the office around you and uh, bosses sometimes are there to point that out in you and absolutely you might just be in the wrong spot so you
0: did them really well have you you ever heard of the term the golden handcuffs yes (laughs) how to deal with that (laughs) Yeah, explain, explain what the, the golden handcuffs are.
1: Well, the more you invest yourself in a particular path, let's use the job and the, and the career ladder, and you know, it starts to pay well and you have your mortgage and your, your education and kids and whatever, uh, health insurance, it's all attached to that and you're like ha- finding it hard to let go of that uh, because it makes for a comfortable life. I think all that does is prolong the inevitable. Um, because if you're not happy, you know it's just not going to uh, come out in, in a in a good way. You're going to get ill. You're going to get depressed. You know, your relationships are going to suffer uh, if you're not doing something that's meaningful. And something that used to be meaningful may not be meaningful any longer. And that happens all the time as well. We continue to grow and shift. So having the courage to recognize this was great for 10 years, 20 years, but it's no longer fulfilling me. I need to make a change. And the sooner you recognize that, the, the more likely you don't have to crash and burn, <laughs> you can actually have conversations, you can have a transition strategy, you can save up a nest, you, know, you can do all these things to prepare for the next chapter as opposed to waiting till it's too late when you know, everything has fallen apart. Um, so sooner or later, life will, again, will want you to be in alignment and it will make you sick to remind you that you're not. So we got to listen to our, our inner voice. Can I,
0: can I give you one more story of where that came yes, from for please. me? <laughs> I was a bus driver for twelve years, and before I became a bus driver in Seattle in in, in the in the metro system, I'd always heard that bus driver. Excuse the expression, everybody, bus drivers are assholes, and and so I became a bus driver, and I took it upon myself. I didn't want it to be that, but I wanted to find out why the bus driver, and I found out that it was true. Uh, because I would have to go train on uh, different buses and stuff. And these bus drivers did not like their job. They didn't like the people that they were taking care of. They didn't like anything about it. But the reason that they were there is because they made more money doing that than they could do anything else. And because they either didn't have a lot of experience or they were too old or they, they didn't have a lot of education. And so they drove a bus because they could make really good living uh, doing that. But, because of that it affected their life it affected their relationships it affected their family and everything that they did because they hated doing what they were doing but they had to go do it so they had the golden handcuffs and don't life is too damn short to do that to ourselves don't you think oh my gosh it's it's so short we are infinite beings but being in this body is
1: very short it's a blip and um you know you don't have to couple decades in you realize what just happened 20 25 years just went by like that and you know two or three Uh, more times and and it's it's over (laughs) so um yeah got to use our time Uh,
0: wisely i'm not as young as i used to be and it's like i'm i'm now within oh a a mid-range iron of where my dad passed away and my grandfather passed away and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you, you don't know how long you got. So enjoy it while you're here for heaven's sakes. And, and go talk to someone like Chris who can help you see the light in a better way than you may be able to find it yourself because those voices are overpowering you. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Oh, you're, you're more than well. You, I, I love talking to you I consider you a friend and I, and I thank you for who you are. Likewise, um, the ahead. attention of your ability to listen is
1: uh, spectacular. Uh, anyone watching this or even just listening, uh, there's so much energy radiating and holding space for, for me to be able to flow. So Kevin, wh- however you n- nurtured this in you, it's just remarkable. So it, it makes me
0: feel uh, like a brother. Well well, thank you for that, because I, I feel that. I genuinely love I genuinely love people. And I genuinely love people. <laughs> My son used to, we had a conversation on Father's Day about it, as a matter of fact, because I would get out of bed in the morning and I was always happy and go go lucky and we come downstairs and say, hey, son, how you doing? And he was a terrible morning person and he'd go, oh, shut up. And and that made me that made me mad because I wanted to be everybody to be happy and, and stuff. So when people are angry, it, it ruins it makes my day tough. So um, mm-hmm. but I thank you for that, because that, that's going to go on a reel somewhere in my in my little in my little thing, because it's important that people recognize that uh, this, uh, this is me. This is who I am. I don't yeah. know why. But it's just, and I. But I love listening to your story. I love listening to you, and 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 uh, having this dialogue. It's it's great.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. The curiosity that you exude, the the you're so yourself. It's really, it's such a beautiful thing. It's it's. I call it the Bu Mojo, and everyone wants to be, you know, be part of that and and have you on their team, essentially.
0: Well, I hope so. If somebody wants to pay me, that would be good too. So. <laughs> You know, you know how that goes, yes, but yes. Uh, uh, Chris Chirac has been with us, uh, and uh, I'm going to honor his time and, and let him go have the rest of his day. Where are you, by the way?
1: I'm in Palm Desert, California,
0: and, oh, but so I do travel disabled. a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 right now, um, I'm, you know, I'm speaking in Las Vegas next weekend, and then um, a couple of different cities, and maybe Florida, and then Palm, uh, sorry, Bali, Indonesia, back to Bali, Indonesia.
0: Well, whenever you make your way up to Seattle uh, to do a conference or to speak, let me know, and we'll do a series of, of interviews with you to try and promote that. Oh, that would be spectacular.
1: Live is even more amazing.
0: Yes. Well, we uh, yeah. And, uh, and we might even figure out a way to, uh, to do your, your seminar live over the, over the radio. That would yeah. be fun. That would be super fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. But, but in yeah. any event, what in I would like, I'm going to set myself aside because I really would like you to tell our audience anything that is on your mind to let them know about you, about, about how life works, how that you can help them, anything at all.
1: Mm. I think the most important thing is to recognize, and we touched on it during our, our chat, is that life is here to show you how to get better and there is no right or wrong. You're always experiencing yourself. Everything that happens, you're seeing it through your lens. Somebody standing right next to you, it has a different experience through their lens. So really take that to heart that whatever you're experiencing is something about you, good or bad, positive or negative, it's all valid and it's all real and giving it, um, attention, allowing it to be working with it, uh, really becoming kind of mindful of what life is trying to tell you and let that lead the way. And then you have nothing to fear.
0: That is beautiful. And I thank you very much for that. I'm currently working on my driving skills and not, not on how to drive on how to keep from getting mad at other drivers. It's it's those
1: little things that you know really get to us. So yeah, that's a good one to work on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, have you ever, you know, the guy that that is in a hurry and he comes and he tailgates you because and you're going five miles over the speed limit, but he's tailgates you because he wants you to get the hell out of his way, but there's a guy right in front of you and he can't go anywhere anyway. And so my initial instincts is to is to get mad at him and to and to give him the one finger salute or something but i'm learning now to try and just say well maybe his wife is in the hospital and and so i'll just quietly get out of the way and and stuff sometimes i haven't perfected this yet by the way i'm still working on it they call that being human
1: yes we're always a work in progress
0: <laughs> and by the and so thank you for being here young man Chris Chirac, go to com, find out all about him uh it's uh, trust me it's worth the trip and um I want to thank you for being here and will you come back and see me Anytime Unequivocally yes Awesome you're 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 an you're an awesome man and and uh and you've got great energy and you're you're out to help people And that's all any, that's all any of us can do. That's the highest call. I think that's the highest calling there is. What do you think?
1: It is. And eventually we all get there. When we come out of this self-absorbed state of dealing with our own stuff, when we work through that, then we become of service for, for everyone and uh, we become healers for others and we become teachers and role models of over how to overcome those challenging times. So yeah, keep working on yourself, keep exploring, knowing yourself and then you will become, uh, you know, somebody that can, that can help all the others and and just make this world a better place.
0: Which is, by the way, I think what we're all after is to uh, make this world a better place and make it different than it is today because it ain't it ain't perfect yet, but we're working on it. Do you think that there are? By the way, I I, I, I was going to wrap this up, but now I got another question. Uh, yes. do, do you do you think? that there are more of us that are treating life like a grand adventure and trying to be kind to everybody than, than there were before. I think the movement is growing. What do you think? Mm.
1: So typically when we see a, an upswell of unconscious behavior, which one might argue is the case right now, uh, it, it's usually the precursor to more awakening and more uh, awareness coming to the surface. Um, it's just kind of a uh, that's the process as, as we kind of go through this reactive state individually as well as collectively and it does feel like many more are breaking away from uh, situations that are unhealthy or not in alignment and seeking that alignment uh, in, in other ways and being creative about it and uh, there's an explosion of uh, life coaches and, and people, in, in yoga instructors and people who take time off to travel and really go soul searching for, for what's right for them. And these things are now acceptable. I have done a, you know, decades of corporate trainings. And I used to, not too long ago, couldn't, couldn't even mention the word meditation. That was not okay. <laughs> Way too woo-woo. And now it's actually requested. So there's definitely uh, the direction is greater awareness. There's a lot of subconscious um, blind stuff coming up in the process of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, we're far more aware collectively and, and than we ever were. And hopefully it keeps going that way
0: now i'm a little older than you but when i was a kid and we would hear about the term meditation uh i we grew i grew up in a lutheran family meditation was of the devil you don't want to do that that's a very bad thing you'll go to hell and and so uh that's so the change has happened to a great degree in the last 50 years thank goodness um and i think you're right i think it's a pendulum once the pendulum yeah. gets all the way, then it's got to come back. And it's when it's going to come back, it's going to come back in a real positive way.
1: Exactly. There's a
0: momentum that's happening.
1: My mom, same thing, resisted, thought I was crazy. Uh, but at 78, she started meditating with me. And it, it took a while, but she saw the changes in me and realized it doesn't clash with her, her Christian faith at all. And all we're doing is focusing on our breath, working with our physical body sensations and all these things, and and started doing it and, and loves it now. You know, we, we, we meditate every day together now. So it's a beautiful thing, and it has healed families. It has helped people come out of addiction, help people find alignment and purpose and health, and
0: um, it can only make you better. There are. You know, that's one of the cool things about something like that. When there are no downsides, there's only upside.
1: There is a, there Because it's our natural state, it's really only undoing our uh, kind of getting off track um, and bringing us back to, the tree doesn't complain when, the, when it's stormy. And it also doesn't, uh, you know, when the woodpecker comes and puts a hole in it, it also doesn't uh, resist that. So it's just allowing things to be is the, the state of nature. Being alert, being present, when you see animals, they're fully alert, they're plugged into life, and they're not lingering on what just happened yesterday or a moment ago. And so so if we can come back, you know, towards that place, it will only uh, deepen our experience of life. And much more importantly, we feel ourselves... Uh, as we come out of resistance, we become part of the flow again, of the, the flow of life unfolding and, and the happening. And that is no longer being this little tiny scared creature that's up against the big world, but that then feels like we're part of the whole thing. It's the judging that keeps us separate. You know, it says that which I judge is over there and I'm over here. So if we go through life all day long judging, so we're, we're keeping ourselves separate mentally and energetically from from the world around us but once we allow things and surrender to what is suddenly we're there we're close we're present we come together and we feel that oneness and, and that's when we really we become uh, a mouthpiece or an expression of god of the divine and then we become co-creators of of reality
0: you know when i told you that uh, i was going to let you go and i was going to that uh, you know you know value your time there's a reason And this happens to me all the time. There's a reason why we continue that because what you just said is worth the price of admission for the entire podcast. So I hope people will listen to the very end of that because that was spectacular, sir. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you for essentially co-creating it with me, right? Uh, Holding that space. So thank you. I appreciate I appreciate that you did uh, that, that that's um, if people would abide by those principles the world would be a different place go to shirak.com that's c i r a k.com find out all about him sign up for his sunday free did i say free i meant free if i didn't say free i meant free his sunday meditation to where you can go with other like-minded people and learn about it in a safe environment. That would be really a cool thing to do. So then um, you can go sign up at his website, which again is dot K.com. Chris, thank you for being here. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for your presence and your shining light. <laughs> it's, it's actually my bald forehead, but that's beside the point. So, i have that too so i know it's it's you know what do you do what do you do so (laughs) so So, thank you chris and wait right there i'll be right back Remember, be kind to one another because...